Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast for yet another week. Wenin's uh, sunning himself in uh, South America somewhere with some of his... Uh, Rich elitist friends. So you got myself, Nick, and JT, the, the true leagueies, the true leagueies of the here. Stick and solid, mate. We would never go on these little never. little journeys over South America. What's he doing? There's a rugby league season going on, doesn't he exactly. realise? Mate, I can't believe him and Sangster as well. Sangster goes on holiday mid season all the time. <laughs> it's probably why his team's ranked about 50k but yeah. there you go uh it's it's great to finally have someone ranked in the top 1k and there to stay um in yourself back on the pod mate i reckon we need more of this this on that's right we need some yeah we need some decent players like myself a good a good week for me in round six 1283 uh so i've jumped back up to 322nd Overall, Huge. which is good. What about you, mate? Uh, not the best? Mate, Barry Crocker. Like, I thought you'd think 11.30 that I, I landed on would be an all right score, but actually dropped me about 3,000 spots in the ranking. Some 7,800, something like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, so we'll see. Hopefully all, right. the players, all the players I'm death riding are going to go terribly this week. Everything's going to be fine. Back on track. Yeah, you we'll keep, see. Keep telling yourself that. What were, you coming, <laughs> what were you coming after week one again? Uh, three hundred and sixty-six. But who was counting? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's gone down, it. downhill from there. Hey, what have you done differently this year? So you, you've know. nailed this year. You've been pretty much in that top one k for the whole whole time after round two or three, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, round two, I jumped up and it's been uh, yeah cruising along ever since. I don't know what. I think it was less. Less it's it's the old motto. Less is more. You know, I remember on the podcast with Wenin before the season started, I, I just I just traded Bateman in and I didn't know anything about him. And Wenin said, <laughs> "You know, why did you bring this guy in?" And I was like, "I don't know. He, he's, <laughs> he's starting lock. He looks he looks all right." No questions asked. <laughs> no. Hey, how good! I think yeah, exactly. Less is more. So you're hearing less of our uh, shitty opinions and just trusting your gut, That's paying right. off. Yeah, good. That's right. And what about our league, Young Legends, mate? We're up to 26th overall, so we're looking good, cruising along. Not, not bad for, a, I think, 20-man league that we've got there. So a few dragging the chain. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the Supercoach Talk uh, leagues are up in that uh, top 30. So they're doing real well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Supercoach Addicts has got number one at the moment. But Ooh. we are on hail. We are on the hunt. Our arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him. We we'll get him. Um, and, mate, what's what's the go with this? I mean, my podcast doesn't have a sponsor, but you guys have pulled a beer sponsor. Right. We finally got a Hail Mary from a valuable listener out there who works for the Welders Dog Brewery in Armadale. They'd heard us listening or listened to us 
uh, knocking back some warm Tui's new, some mango beer. Uh, I think we had a BB long neck in there at some stage, and they just thought they, they couldn't uh, take that anymore. So I don't know, maybe if you have a bunch of horrible rums, maybe some homebrew on there, maybe Bundaberg might be calling. Yeah, if there's any small rum brewery, rum distilleries <laughs> out there that want to get involved with the Solo Nick Sunday podcast, just hit me up. I'll be top shelf only, top shelf yeah, only for top the top only. 1K range. That's right, that's right. And mate, have you, have you got any of the uh, Welder's Dog beautiful product there with you? Tonight? I have got, I uh, put it up on Twitter uh, last Thursday and I've gone through about 12 cans. Oh. Good week. I'm going, oh, no. <laughs> and my girlfriend hates ginger beer, so I can't even blame it on her. But the Welder's Dog uh, ginger beer is absolutely beautiful. Um, got a carton at the local... Uh, they stock a lot of good uh, craft stuff in South Bank and Brizzy here. Went down before the game on Thursday and, and got a, a carton of these bad boys. So going down very well. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Good stuff. Um, so podcast tonight, team news, uh, unpopular opinion of the week, and then quick fire questions, basically same as last week. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. Let's go straight into team news, mate. I might let you go through maybe the first half of these and let us know what's happening this weekend. Yeah, sounds good. So just a reminder to everyone out there that the Roosters v Storm game will start at 4pm tomorrow. The usual, uh, sorry, the Roosters v Dragons clash, I should say, starts at 4pm tomorrow. Our usual Anzac Day one there. Uh, big news today, uh, I guess the talking point of the round, is that RTS has been ruled out with a dodgy hamstring with uh, Peter Hicko to replace him at fullback. So kind of came out of nowhere there. Um, he looked fine in the game uh, last week that we won't mention as a Cowboys v Warriors. Oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah. Just carry on there, go to the counts. Uh, yeah, RTS gone. That spells big, big danger for the Warriors, don't you think? Mate, yeah, definitely. I think the Warriors are going to get tailed up by the storm tomorrow night. Um, RTS obviously being our best player for you know this season by a mile, and that try that he scored against the Cowboys, that was just... Electric, but yeah, these hamstrings are, are dodgy things. Obviously, he's going to miss this week. And look, it should only be a one week injury from what we hear, but mm. you know, Tommy Turbo, etc., you never know what can happen. It, it can go once it's gone, it can go again easily. So, not a trade in at this stage, but not a sell if you have him, in my opinion. No, not at all. And you, and you can't um, sort of look at him as a sell based on that. The hamstring could turn up fine. I think it's more of if you're looking at him as a buy, which a lot of people were after his um, pretty blistering start for the year. Um, that's just sort of set your plans back a bit. So maybe it's not worth um, the risk there. But, yeah, given it's a week-to-week -week thing, it's hard to, to target him uh, in, the, in the coming coming weeks. Um Next on the list here, we've got Latrell in the halves for Luke Carey, who's out this week with concussion. So um, Latrell had a game there against the Broncos, I think it was, where he didn't do too badly. Um, he had a couple of tries there, but uh, depending on whether you're looking at him as a bit of a pod in the coming weeks, that um, might cool your heels a little bit there. Uh, as well for the Roosters, Jake Friend makes his long-awaited return. Um, and I'm speaking as an owner there. He... Fired out of the blocks with a ton in round one, and we all thought we'd gotten on a, a special thing in our, in our hooking rotation, but uh, he came out, I think, the next, or he was rested a week, came out the week after, hit about 20 before he went off with a shoulder burner that's turned into a, a decent layoff. So great to see him back uh, in the lineup there if you're an owner. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's injuries like that 
that can, you know, that derail fast starts like your team, for example. You know, obviously having Fran injured has meant that you've been playing other spuds every week, which, which <laughs> obviously <laughs> hurts your scoring um, potential. Oh, man, I've been potato farming all year. There's so <laughs> many spuds. Yeah, thank you very much, Jake Friend. Jake Friend is the reason. <laughs> I, like, I, even I went read Marnie, I made a last-minute change to read Marnie, and that's turned out to be a pretty good decision. I don't... Yeah, it just feels like my year this year. I mean, the o- I reckon the only one I missed was I went Simonson instead of Sevo. Um, oh, yeah, but you know, even then, even then, you could still, uh, what, did you trade him in round two or something? No, I only just sold him last week for um, Cherry. Oh, so you haven't had Sevo all year? No, no, haven't had Sevo at all. So he's he's the one, if you look at, you know, most money made, he's the one that I've missed. Mm. Well, I mean, one out of, there's been so many. I, I miss Lachlan Burr. That's that's a huge oh, one. Oh, mate. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Every week he comes out and kills it. It is absolute dagger. But, you know, there'll be more to come along. It's such a huge year for Chiefies, it seems like. But um, sure enough, in a few weeks' time, we'll be talking about the next Lockie Burr, and he'll be old news, hopefully. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so again on uh, the Thursday game, the Warriors. So Blake Green makes his return, which should um, should help you guys out a lot. You've had uh, CHT in there um, trying to steer the show around. Um, hasn't done, didn't do fantastically last week. So I think having the level head of Blake Green back should do wonders for you guys. Um, but again, with RTS out, it's hard to see you uh, making much of a dent in the storm there. Um, David Fusatua. Uh, will sit out for the next couple of weeks, it looks like, with a rib injury. So a bit of a shuffling there um, in the back line. Uh, for the Bulldogs, Reese Martin was named to start. So the little switcheroo uh, killed a few super coaches last week that had jumped on um, Martin as a, a pod buy for that game. So he was swapped around with Adam Elliott in the lead-up to that one and Sort of stung him quite a bit. I think he finished with around a 40 or so, but this week he's named to start. But don't know if you can trust uh, Dean Payne, his, his weird rotations there. You'd like to think a guy of Reese Martin's calibre would get a uh, walk-up start, but who knows? Who knows? It's a bit too much of a risk, wouldn't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no way at the moment that you can jump on Martin. Obviously, he plays round 12, which which, you know, makes him attractive, but you can't get on him until closer to round 12. But even then, you know, like he played starts for three games and then all of a sudden, last minute, he's back to the bench. So it's, yeah, I don't, I and, don't know. Yeah. It's just up in the air, changing all the time. And that's following him getting um, dumped to reserves to start the year anyway. So obviously, Dean Pay is just not a fan for whatever reason. And um, yeah, he's, he's one of those tough ones. You wouldn't want to jump on and then have that um, sort of bench shuffling done. For you there. So, I mean, great round 12 pickup, and given he's got a break even of around 100, 101, uh, a wait and watch uh, in terms of how that goes. But, I mean, the dogs couldn't have played much uh, worse the last couple of weeks, so surely they want to get their uh, sort of gun lock forward in there as often as they could. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like Ockenbohr is about to suffer the Dean Pay treatment. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's going to make it to round 12. Oh, every time you watch him uh, under a bomb or, or something like that, you just cringe up because you just know a, a mistake or something is just around the corner. And especially when they're rookies like that, um, that can be pretty much fatal for them. Yeah. So, he's, so he's survived another week, Ockenbohr, um, but his break-even's getting up there. I think it's nearly 50. And 
you'd imagine with a, another game like that, the uh, axe couldn't be too far away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we're all counting him as a number for 12, but <clears throat> I think it's, yeah, 50-50 there at the moment. Mate, what about your boy Tamalolo, named on extended bench? He's he's going to be juicy for round 12. Mate, eyebrows raised. I think everyone will remember, I think it was round 12 last year, where he mm. scored 120, 130 or something ridiculous against Manly. Um, so prime to do that. We've got the Titans in, in round oh. 12. <laughs> that would be a, a magnificent little... Pick up. Um, he's probably not going to move too much. So obviously he had the, the big game round one, and then followed it up with that injury uh, in round two against the Bronx. So he, he's not going to be one of those guys you need to jump on right now, especially if he's um, just fresh back from the injury. But definitely one to look at for your for your round twelve side. That's that's too good to pass up. And he's a season long keeper as well. I've, I've had that view yeah. since the start of the year. Um, so the fact that he's playing round twelve against the uh, weakened defensive line is, is yeah, too good to pass up. So definitely one for your watch list over the next few weeks, even if he doesn't make this round. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, for the Panthers, Caleb Aikens has come in at fullback there with Farray out with that hammy for three or four weeks. So DWZ's shifted to the centres. Um, for the Tigers, Garner and Farrah have both been named despite uh, f- um, suffering HIAs in that Easter Monday game. But the reports are that they should play. Uh, I think it's a Sunday game from memory, so that gives them six days break. So they should be good to go. What do you think about Jai Whitbread from the Titans? Named to play his third game this week. Would have been good if he came in to start for Ryan James, but Fotuaka got that spot, and Whitbread's named in the number 17 jersey this week. If he was named to start... I would be on him, but I'm not sure coming off the bench. Yeah, it's probably one of those ones. He's got a negative break even now, but uh, given he is coming off the bench, you just really don't know with those those minutes there. Um, I think he's definitely one. He's, he's 180K or something like that. So he's going to go up in price over the coming weeks. But given the cheapies we've got on the, the radar uh, this week and next, he's, he's probably one you can possibly wait on. For a while there, at least until his minutes are, are shored up. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of chat about him in the lead up with with James going out. But I really uh, prefer his uh, front row counterpart in Fodawaka there. I think he's he's got a bit of a proven track record when he starts or when he gets big minutes uh, to churn out a lot of work. So I think as a 300k uh, forward there, I'd be looking more at Fotu over the next couple of weeks over over Whitbread, who, in all honesty, could possibly just turn out to be another Jacob host. Uh, we've seen how that goes. He's, he's made a, a little bit of cash, and, uh, I mean, the one thing in uh, Whitbread's favour, if you are looking for him, is that he's going to play that round 12 uh, uh, matchup. But, yeah, I, I really prefer Fotu over a benchy for the Titans, to be honest. Yeah, but, I mean, Fotu Wake is... Uh points per minute is around about one so it's pretty similar to Whitbread so if they get the same minutes they should score about the same and Whitbread's 110k cheaper. Mm. I really like Fodu's game I don't think he's quite hit that level this year and that might be coming off bench has has been stunting him a bit in the way that the Titans have gone but uh, the coaching staff seem to love him the players seem to love him and some of his games last year were just unreal. Um, so he sort of started this year with that bit of an awkward price, uh, but obviously with those bench games in his um, his rolling average now, he's he's at a pretty a 
affordable uh, sort of cost for a front rower who I think has a great super coach game. So he busts tackles, he throws offloads, he scored a couple of tries last year. So I think he's got so much more upside if you can afford him. He's got two games against the Cowboys in the next six weeks <laughs> as well. Mate, we're on the up now. I told you, like 13 in a row, I think I, I might have quoted last week. But definitely that Warriors game is the catalyst. Yeah. All the way to the 2019 Premiership, mate. <laughs> and that, and that's not the welders dog Ginger Beers talking either. That's just, <laughs> that's just common sense. <laughs> uh, for the Broncos, James Roberts is back to start, so that will push uh, Staggs uh, back to the bench. I think he's in the 14 jersey from memory. TPJ is yep. back at lock, but no sign of Matt Lodge. He's on the extended reserves, but not in the 17-man squad, which is great news for Payne Haas. Uh, I don't think we should spend more than 30 seconds on Payne Haas, but everyone's going to get him and everyone's going to play him in their 17 this week. Yep, uh, I think that pretty much sums it up. If you don't have him already, you need to get him. Everyone's favourite, Cheapy Nakora, is unfortunately suspended, so Sorensen comes into the side there and Bakuya slides onto the bench. Uh, CNK for the Raiders fullback is in some doubt with a knee complaint, but... What I've read today is that he should be good to go, uh, but again, Kearney said the exact same thing about RTS, and look how that turned out. So you can't trust these coaches. So C&K, just wait and see. Hopefully the boys, uh, the late male crew, will have something there. And Fergo is back for the Eels, uh, coming off that broken nose and rib injury. He's got a really high break even, so he's not an option this weekend. And um, will he, does Fergo play Origin? Uh, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say, uh, especially if he's come back from these injuries. But um, given that the likes of Tommy Turbo will be uh, touch and go to make it back in that mm. time, maybe he does. So it's not something I think I think you can definitively say as yet. So would be a great pickup for that buy round, but you just don't know um, yeah, it's kind how of like, that'll work. Kind of like Gutho. He's, he's in such good form that people are talking him up for Origin as well. Not your boy. Oh, you I know. My boy. I've had him since the, since day one, and people are now talking Origin. It's ridiculous. Mate, that is one of the best pickups of the year. Surely anyone who's gotten on Gutho deserves a standing O because he he has been unreal. Has, like he, has he had a quiet game yet? I think he's just uh, been popping yeah. up. Even when the Eels had a bit of a dud game, he's been there. Yeah, I don't think so. Actually, funny story on the weekend. I was watch- oh, on Monday. Sorry, I was watching the game, and the kids were there. And I don't know. Oh, I think we were having some chips or something. So they were just sitting on the couch having some chips while I was watching. And Gutho did one of the. I think when he did the quick tap, and he put the, he put whoever it was, Mitchell Boses or whoever, through the hole. Yeah. And I jumped up and I started going Gutho, Gutho. And then my and then my youngest one said, "Stop being so loud!" and kicked me right in the nuts. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, square. Did you? Yeah, I, I I turned around sort of, and he was just sitting on the couch, and he just lifted his foot straight up, bang. And all because you were cheering on your boy Clint Gutherson. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, they're not super coach fans, mate. Or maybe they weren't Gutho owners. Yeah, I mean, when when your guy when your boy gets a TALBA, what are you supposed to do? Get up and, and shout offensively in the lounge room, clearly. Exactly. I'm actually I'm thinking of Gutho as a sneaky captain pick this week against the Knights. Oh, yeah. I actually uh, have tipped the Knights in that one. Oh. So I reckon the Eels are going to have a bit of a hangover. And the Knights got touched up. I reckon they're due the bounce back, and the Eels are due the reverse bounce okay. back. So. Okay. 
We'll see. Tip there, I think. We'll see. All right, mate. Let's take a quick break here, uh, and we'll be back in a sec. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, let's jump straight into the Welder's Dog Unpopular Opinion of the Week. Obviously sponsored by Welder's Dog, best brewers in Australia. Get down to your, get down to your local uh, and buy one. Um, all right, mate, I will let you go first. What's your unpopular opinion of the week? So my unpopular opinion of the week, sponsored by Welder's Dog, is that errors and penalties should be worth at least negative five points. Uh, my reasoning for that is that that is equ- equivalent to the number of tackles you're gifting the opposition. I don't think we punish them enough. So I think errors and penalties are worth negative two at the moment. But I think if you have an absolute shocker of a game, if you're putting your own team under pressure through dumb, unforced errors, kicking the ball out on the full, giving away a stupid penalty on your line, that needs to be reflected in your super coach score. I don't think making then two tackles should completely reverse what you've done for your side there. And I think having it so high like that would really um, set some of the scores apart. Because I think... If you score a couple of tries as a winger or something like that, you're obviously going to go um, in your score there. But then if you're on the flip side, uh, coughing the ball up or doing something stupid on your line there, um, your super coach score should reflect uh, the pressure you've put your side under. And I don't think we punish that quite enough. And as, as painful as it is for your own players, I think it's only fair that the points that you give up there reflect what you've done in the game. What do you reckon? Yeah, fair call, mate. I mean, maybe that can um, replace some of these, some of the irrelevant stats like intercepts, for example, which is just a ridiculous stat. You don't like the intercepts. Well, it's having no no impact. No, like I'm just looking at Gutho's stats here. It hasn't had an intercept yet. No, um, not Gutho. Surely I Gutho's. Didn't, I didn't. Stat. I didn't even know you could score for hold attacking player up in goal. Mm, so three points, I think that is. Yeah, and yeah. a kick, kick would have gotten. Kick and regather break. Mate, mm. get rid of those. I know I think, I've right. seen one. I think I've seen one in the entire time I've been playing this game. Yeah, get rid of those and, and like you say, make some changes to things that really impact the game, like errors. Yeah, exactly, like you say. If someone commits an error or a penalty, you know, on the fourth or fifth tackle, it basically mm. just gives the other team an attacking set, you know, on, on the opponent's line or within the opponent's 20. It puts, yep. puts your team under real pressure. And so, like, two tackles where you flop on the other bloke yeah. and suddenly just erasing whatever you've just done for your, for your team there? No, that's, that's not all. Especially when you think, like, 
it takes maybe one or two errors for a bloody rookie to get completely blacklisted from their team. So I think the coach scoring needs to reflect just how um, painful that is is for sides. And I mean, everyone's playing to the same rules. It's not like we're targeting any particular players or, or whatever, but if you're your player has a, a shit week with errors and penalties that should be reflected in the score. Yep, I'm with you, mate. My unpopular opinion of the week, sponsored by Welder's Dog, is that buy planning's overrated, and you don't need you don't need to start yet. I mean, we're at week seven. You've still got if you include the two trades from this week, you've still got twelve trades. Most of us, from what I'm seeing, have probably got around nine or ten players for round twelve already. Um, you know, excluding all the origin guys and everything. So to get to to get to get 14 or 15, which is really the magic number, you only need to burn five or six trades, and we've got 12 between now and then. So why not take a, why not take this week especially and get someone in who you think is going to go on a bit of a run for the next four or five weeks, uh, even if they don't play 12? You know, you, if, you get four or four, if you get five or six good scores out of them, you can sell them to to one of the keepers at kick or to Pow or Reese Martin or whoever who plays round twelve. There's no point getting on these guys yet because they're not as good as some of the other options out there that don't play round twelve and it could cost you, you know, fifty to sixty points over the next five or six weeks. Yeah, I kind of agree there, but I think when you're tossing up between two players that are pretty equivalent, so if I was to say, be looking at trading out, say, uh, Ruben Garrick versus a, I don't know, Sebo or something like that, say they were averaging the same, um, I'd need to be considering whether that, like those sort of guys are playing uh, round 12, which they are, and... But that's only for when we're considering players of the same sort of calibre. If you're looking at, I reckon, a guy like um, James Fisher-Harris now, JFH is probably a good one. So everyone's um, sort of jumping on him because he's, he's knocking out some good uh, tacking scores now and he's, he's playing round 12. Um, but is he really that much better than, say, a, a David Clemmer or something like that for the same price if you just, given Clemmer's not playing round 12? Does that buy week automatically make him more of a buyer right now than, than Clemmer? I don't think it does. Um, so I think we can put too much weight right now on uh, whether player A plays the buyer versus whether player B doesn't. Um, so I'm kind of with you there, especially because we have so many trades. But then you also, on the flip side, need to consider that every week there seems to be some new guy that we need to get in, some cheapie that we've got to get in, or some injured player that we've got to sell off. Um, so you just never know what's going to happen in the next uh, five, six weeks leading up to that that buy round. But I definitely agree, like, you shouldn't be making decisions solely on whether a uh, player is going to play round 12 or not. I think you, you lose too many good players uh, who are, are right for the picking right now if you're just focusing on buyers for now. Yeah, yep, I agree. Just get the best players in. Worry about buys in a, in you know three or four weeks' time because there's plenty of time between now and then. Do you have you you said nine or so? I think I've got eight at the moment. I did a quick count earlier today, and, and that's that's being conservative with a couple of rookies yeah. like, like Garrick, who are um, you know the spots not so secure, and, and that's the thing at Ockenball. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, if I'm allowed to include Dylan Brown, I've got nine. I included Dylan Brown. I'll allow it. <laughs> He's that bad. 
gonna recover. Yeah. Uh, you'll pick him canvas and be back for all the super coaches. Kinda like uh was it Sione Katoa last year for the Sharks. He did a broken had a broken jaw from the first round. And then the next game that he played was round twelve for the buyers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that hadn't flipped him after that round one got about fifty or sixty points or something like that. Um just by virtue of holding on to him. So hopefully we get a few of those. We'll see. Exactly. All right, two-minute drill, mate. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six of these, so let's smash them out. Um, the first one is Leipana. Uh so obviously BJ Leilua and Jordan Rapana. Are they worth a look? Uh, I really think that Leilua is worth a look. Um, season average is just a touch under 60. Three-round average is 75. He's only 518K. Um, and obviously, I'm just going to contradict what I just said, but he plays he plays the round 12 by. Um, but it's a good reason. Yeah, so I think that he's worth a look. He's actually the 35th, 35th highest scorer for the year, which is a bit surprising. Um, what do you think about Leilua and then Rapana? Just let me give you the draw here. Manly, Panthers, Roosters, Souths, Cowboys, Dogs. So there's probably three easier games in there. The Panthers, a sort of mid-range game, and then Roosters and Souths back-to-back consecutive weeks, which are going to be tough. But you've got to think, like, the Raiders this year are uh, not top-tier, but up there. So yeah. all the matchups in that, though, like, I really like them in those sort of Cowboys, Bulldogs, um, even Manly, those sort of games. That's the sort of game you expect the likes of Lake Partner to do quite well in. And I'm with you there. I don't think Rapana, given he's um, been pretty flat this year, he's had the one good game. I don't think I think you can scrap him yeah. as a winner. He's too high priced and he's too up and down um, to look at. But um, Leilua definitely um, he's one of those guys that will have ups and downs uh, pretty regularly. So I got on him last year when he went through a similar sort of patch of form. But he's been hitting 50, 60-plus uh, most weeks this, this season. So I think he hasn't quite hit that um, ballistic score so far this year. So I think he's definitely a great one um, at that price now. The only issue that I have is that I've just got too many other fires to put out and too many, um, like, the pain horses to bring in and, and that, that I just can't uh, afford him right now. Yeah, I, I think the likes of Masters, um, Clemmer... Munster, those sort of guys. I think that they're probably still better picks right now, uh, just personally. But uh, but yeah, I don't mind Leilua. Um, but and I'll be keen to see how he goes over the next few weeks. He's probably going to jump up in price a bit because he's had a few good weeks. Break even's only twenty three, so he is going to be a bit more expensive. If you do want him, now's the time to move. Um, but I'm I'm going to wait and see. Yeah. Cool. Two and a half minute drill. <laughs> well, Fotuaka, we can make up some time here because we discussed him earlier. I I don't think that he's an option. I think you can get the same output for someone for a hundred grand less. No, I really like him as a player, uh, having watched him, and that's based on no like statistical evidence or anything like that. It's just what I saw last year and what I think he can bring to the pack, being now that he's got to be the big dog uh, here, Jared Wallace, um, out this week, but may come back and, and throw that, that sort of uh, out there. But I think he's, he's got a great super coach game. Um, I think he's, he's definitely one uh, to have on your radar. Not uh, this week, given he's got a, a reasonably high break even, but the coming weeks, especially with that bye week, as we've said. 
Okay, so here you go. So last year had four games of 39 minutes or more. So I'll count 39. So basically four games of 40 minutes or more. What do you think he scored? I think he had a very nice PPM. So I want to say he scored at least 50 plus. Oh, mate, you're going to lose it. First game, 62 minutes, 60 points. Mm. 57 minutes, 85. 43 minutes, 62. Yeah. 39 minutes, 62. Mate, I'm raising my welder's dog in <laughs> great man right now. He is definitely coming into my side over the coming weeks. That's that's too good to pass up if you can uh, nail those minutes coming up, surely. Yeah, sorry, there was one more game where he's played 41 minutes in round nine against the Raiders and he scored 59. So every time he plays 40 minutes or more, he basically scores 60. Hmm. I think we might have stolen that stat from, from someone as well, that observation. <laughs> in our young legends WhatsApp chat, but they will remain nameless. Thank nah, you forget, for that. Forget them. I just pulled it straight from SC Gold, so forget them. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Fodu, I really like as a buyer. You're a bit hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So would you rather 10 sort of good gun players for the buy or a mix of 14 or 15 average players? Um, so this this is where I think maybe you don't need 14 or 15 if you've got 10 guns. I think on the Sunday pod I covered sort of six or seven guns that are there that most people are going to have. If you can if you can get a couple more of them in and pair them with a few rookies, I think that's the mix. I think the mix is 10 guns plus four or five um, cheapies or, or sort of borderline cheapies. You, you definitely don't need to go all guns because people who you might convince yourself are guns who play around 12 aren't really guns and you're going to be stuck with them. Yeah. I think it's it's all about finding that balance between sort of season-long keepers and guys that you know or you have trade plans for um, after round 12. So got to remember that there's another buy, um, uh, buy week after that yeah. round that you've got to plan for. So stacking aside completely uh, with sort of mid-ranges in that uh, might seem like a good idea now, but you've got to factor in. Um, although we do get that one super trade week um, between the round 12 and round 15 uh, games, there's, um, yeah, there's, you can't throw the gauntlet at getting guys in uh, that might not necessarily be season-long keepers in just for round 12. Um, so you've got, to, you've got to really plan that quite well. I think, in, and last year I probably got a bit lucky with those sort of guys like Katoa and, and that, that, that were a body on the field for round 12, and then I could flick them on later down the track. But I don't think this year, um, as you pointed out on the pod on Sunday, it was really good um, analysis there of sort of the guys you would consider keepers right now um, for that round 12 week, and there's not too many. No, exactly. Like there's, not, there's not a whole heap. We would consider season long. You trade them in for round twelve, but then also on the flip side, you can carry them for uh, the remainder of the year. I don't think we have enough this year to warrant throwing fourteen or fifteen players in this week. That yeah. Round yeah, I don't think there's too many. And you know, maybe you're best off aiming for twelve or thirteen, and then trying to smash around sixteen. Yeah, who knows? Something what like that. that. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Latrell versus Masters. I'm going Masters. Um, I think he's, well, uh, yeah, I know that he's more consistent than Luttrell. I think he's only had one score under 50 so far this year. He's averaging 62, and he's about 550k. Luttrell is about the same price. He's averaging 59. Sorry, he's averaging 59. What did I say Masters was averaging? 62. So Masters is averaging a bit more. 
Um, and obviously Luttrell's playing 5-8 this week. Let's presume that that's only for one week. Uh, but Luttrell will be playing Origin, so he'll miss both the buys and there's a potential rest in there as well. So I like Masters over Luttrell. Yeah, and I'm the same as well. I've I've just seen that question pop up a couple of times uh, from some people I know this this week about Latrell uh, v Masters, and I don't think you can go past Masters there. Latrell's just he's a great player, but he's just lazy. So if you look at last week, I think he raced out of the box and got about eighty in uh, the first half, and then probably scored ten points, which included that field goal close out the game, whereas you look at a guy like Masters, he just loves running the ball, he throws offloads, he's he's involved, and he never scores. I think he's probably scored like mm. two, three tries since since last year. Um, so it's just insane um, base stats and super coach game. I think uh, Latrell, great footy player, uh, Roosters have done well with him, but super coach perspective and, and given the stats you laid out, got to go with Masters, especially with that bye week. Um, as another added bonus. Yeah, I mean, Masters scored 51 on the weekend against the Eels in a side that got absolutely smashed. Yeah, unreal for a centre wing. That is yeah. huge. Um, all right, next one is RTS. Is he still a buy? We covered this a little bit earlier as well. I, I, don't, I don't think you can buy him for the next two or three weeks until, until you've seen him come back and put together back-to-back games. But then you're getting close to... Then you're getting sort of round nine, round ten... And we know that he doesn't play round 12, so maybe now you can't buy him till after round 12. Mm. And that's a shame because he was absolutely killing it this year. So I think if this hamstring injury, um, were, you know, it wasn't there, I think he's a genuine buy this round. If you already had the likes of Ponga and, and Cleary and those sort of guys, I think his form to start the year has been so good um, that he, he just genuinely looks like someone you could plonk in your fullback position uh, with the likes of Teddy to, to see out the year. But the only thing now that that hamstring does is that it makes them a huge risk week to week. And uh, sometimes it's, you've got to ride your luck with this sort of thing, but I don't think you can look at him at least until after round 12 now, as you said. Um, he's not going to play that bye week. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, he's obviously been uh, belting out some really good scores to start the year, so whether that's sustainable or not, that's uh, another question mark. So I agree. If you were looking at him, and uh, unfortunately that's sort of thrown a spanner in your works this week. But, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely a wait and see now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, mate, let's look at a couple of these centre wing cheapies, obviously, since we've got Nakora out this week and potentially CNK. Let's hope not. But let's look at the likes of Cherry, Sivo, Ockenbohr, Garrick, Corey Allen, and then Lover Lover. Um, if you had to pick one or two of them to play this week, for me, I'd have Cherry 1 and Sivo 2, uh, and I'd have Daylight between the rest of the Daylight before I looked at any of the others. <laughs> yeah, the only thing with this one is that CNK plays that Sunday game against Manly, mm. so it could mean that a lot of people are going to have to go with the likes of Ruben Garrick, who, who obviously plays that game as well. So very, very tough decision coming up, and... Uh, centre wing's been a bit of a nightmare this year in terms of getting it right. But, yeah, between Sivo, Ock, Garrick, Allen, Rabalawa, I've got to go Sivo just because of the base there. Um, Sherry, I've already got in my side. So this question was actually, I wrote this one for my oh. benefit than anything. So I'm, gonna, I'm going Sivo and Ockenbohr. So I like Ockenbohr up against the Cows this week, my own team. Um, I think we can lick points at the best of times there. 
and he's been had a couple of shocking weeks. So I think it's make or break for him this round. Uh, another another bad performance could see him uh, out for for quite some time. So I hope we give him a couple of tries, but I also hope we win by fifty. So so you're uh, playing 60, so 60 points. To so mm. if your if your team's fully fit, what's your starting centre wing? Uh, I've got Nikora in the uh, wings fit, Bateman. Um, I've got Sherry in there, and I would play Sivo. So this week, I've had to move Nakora to the... Oh, sorry, and CNK, so over Sivo. Oh, okay. uh, so this week, with Nakora and CNK potentially out, um, I would have to move in Sivo and Ockenball and leave Garrick, Allen, and Rabalawa on my bench. But, you know, who knows with, with center wings like that? They'll, yeah, Garrick, like one or two of them will fall over for, for a try here, so... Who knows? Okay. It's, a, it's honestly a flip of the coin. So if I can recommend in my, my fantastic expert advice there, it is get a coin and flip it. <laughs> so And who's your reserve fullback? Uh, let me just bring the app up. So I've actually brought in Kalen Ponga this week. So okay. that was, he has been burning me for three weeks now, and I've decided that enough is enough. Um, I've traded him in, and so I've got Teddy and Ponga as my fullback combination. And I've got uh, Cameron Monster, one of the guys you were looking at, and Dylan Brown, still my 5'8", and Michael Morgan and CHT and as my uh, halves. So not a lot of room to move in, in fullback with Ponga and Teddy there. Yeah. Okay, right. So our teams are looking very similar. Like you said, I mean, the last section here to talk about is trade plans for this week. So I'm definitely doing Napa to Haas to get some cash and then... My second trade will be to sell Ghana, uh, and I'm looking at either Munster, um, Masters, or Clemmer. If I go Munster, um, I'd have to use some jewels, obviously, and slot him into fullback. So then the only difference, basically, between my backline and yours is I'd have Gutherson instead of Sivo. Mm. Um, and I've got... You've still got Garrick, don't you? Yeah, he's yeah riding the pine. So there must be one more slight difference in there that I haven't found. Have you got Lava Lava? I traded the Lava Lava out this week and moved some things around, moved Allen up from fullback to centre wing to slot Ponger in. Yeah. I've, traded, I've traded Garner out um, as well uh, this week. So who did I get for him? So Haas. I got, yeah, so Payne Haas in at front row there. So I had to trade out Luke Garner, but... Yeah, also looking at Ockenbord, just the fact that he's going to play round 12 has, has sort of swayed me um, there between him and Garner, who I think are pretty uh, equivalent in terms of what they can put out. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, that pans out. But yeah. yeah, fair enough. I mean, I might actually, I might actually sell Ravalawa for Munster and, and hold Garner because he does have a low break even, and obviously starting in the back row, he can, if he could... If you can just stop getting injured and stop getting HIAs, you can put numbers up. That's the thing. You can trust him a little bit more than some of the centre wings. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, that's the HIA risk, and Chris Lawrence is just around the corner anyway, so who knows what his, his minutes are going to look like. But, yeah, again... He's, he's got to go. He's got to go at some stage in the next two or three weeks. Yeah. I mean, his, his break-even's fine now if you do carry him. It's not going to hurt you if he does have a HIA or something. Um, this week, but I think I mean he did burn a lot of people the other week where he, he, yeah. he came out and scored a try and um, had a seventy plus point game. So 
Yeah, I mean, if you if you had him, I wouldn't um, begrudge you from keeping him, but he was just sort of the only option I've found up here to, to slot pass in. Yeah. No. So unfortunately, thank you very much, Lukey Garner, for what you've done. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you'll see you later from the basket straight-ins. Fair enough, mate, fair enough. All right, we better wrap this up. I've got to go put the kids to bed, so... I appreciate it, mate. Mario Kart? Did I hear that correctly? You got flogged at Mario Kart? No, nah, I won. I always yeah. win. <laughs> Never let them win. A real dad always. That's <laughs> that disappointment. Yeah, Welcome exactly. to the real world. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But no, mate, this has been good. This has been good. Um, Wenin will be back next week, so you and he will be back together. But, mate, I've enjoyed this. Good Good luck this week. Good luck to the cows. Hopefully you can get another win on the board. Uh, and let's just hope the Warriors don't get smashed by too much tomorrow night. Yeah, you never know. Maybe it'll storm or something down there. But anyway, I hope you keep up the, the top 1K, mate. I want, we want a, uh, a beer when you win the 50 grand. All right, deal. Done. <laughs> All right, mate. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 